0: As the Vice Principal for Science and Engineering. It really is a, a great pleasure for me to be here uh, this afternoon to mark the launch of the Life Sciences Institute. About four years ago, just Of Science and Engineering will be able to contribute towards that. Now, it's taken quite a while to get here today, but that is part of the reason why it's such a project could be here for that reason. I think it's clear that the opportunities of White Travel, which we've heard a little bit about, have been a significant catalyst for bringing us together. But the key aspect, I think, of getting to where we are and allowing us to move forward with our life sciences initiative is firstly the shared vision. <laughs> we now have across the three faculties. And that's exemplified by the fact that the three faculties are here speaking, after, speaking this afternoon, something which doesn't happen on a common platform so often. But it also has taken a huge amount of work, and I would like to thank in particular, uh, along with that, over the last 18 months, the work that has gone into mapping out what the cloud Institute might look like, led by Matthew Evans, who will talk a little bit after me, with alongside Mike Curtis and the work that's into that from those two and across the college has been very, very significant uh, to get us here today. Now you've already heard uh, aspects of life sciences, a general view of it, the, the view um, obviously around population health and more. Morang has begun to fill in some of the gaps about how we're actually collaborating across different faculties. I'm just going to spend a few minutes before Pastor Matthew, just explain in a little bit more detail what science and engineering uh, can contribute as uh, strengths to be brought to bear on the life sciences agenda. So, what was obvious from the outset, we didn't really need to ask very hard, we knew the answer, I think, but when we asked the question, what can we do around life sciences already uh, at Queen Mary before we actually embarked on bringing it together? not surprisingly we found there was an awful lot of activity. And indeed, in science and engineering, not perhaps surprisingly, all schools are able or are contributing from genomics to tissue engineering, from biophysical modeling of cells and organisms to bio-inspired computing and cognitive robots, and from an understanding of disease and molecular level to investigating the role of human interactions in mental health, as a few examples. And just to touch briefly on a theme, which I will repeat as I go through, also very heavily involved, of course, in education. And in fact, just to comment, Sir Peter Mansfield, the aforementioned Nobel Prize winner, studied his degree, first degree and PhD uh, in the School of Physics about 50 years ago. So if we have the breadth to contribute, it was also, I think, clear from the outset that our strategy for life, for life sciences ought to focus on interdisciplinarity, should focus on our strengths and focus on areas where we could be distinctive within, as uh, Mike has pointed out, very wide amount of work that goes on in life sciences. And that is very much has been the strategy for the faculty of science and engineering as well. We recognise the need. We're not the largest faculty of science and engineering. We want to be, we aim to be one of the best but because we're not the largest, we can't necessarily do everything. We focus, therefore, on key areas where we are strong and distinctive. And we push the agenda of multidisciplinary or interdisciplinarity. So in particular, of course, we've had long established the Center for Media Arts Technology, one of the really distinctive features in electronic engineering and computer science. But we set up a few years ago, both aims at bringing together strengths that we have across the faculty but also providing a forum for collaboration and involving in particular colleagues in both cases from the school of medicine
1: most recently we've established the center for intelligent sensing
0: in the school of electronic engineering and computer science and we also participate strongly in the center for and society which is in joint collaboration with humanities. Now, I should say, we're not a huge faculty, but we have uh, about 6,500 students. That is now expanding significantly with our activities overseas, and as I will comment later, the internationalization of our life sciences activity is a key part of what we hope to achieve in the next few years. One thing I missed off there, which I think is relevant, and also, um, I think, very justifiably proud of, is our record in terms of Athena Swan. So this year, as many of you will be aware, we reached the point that all our schools have an Athena Swan award, and the School of Biological and Chemical Sciences in particular have a silver award. So let's talk about a little bit about some of the areas that we might specifically contribute, and I'm absolutely clear that there's only some of the ones, i just pick those out to exemplify the sorts of things that we hope going to do. Bioinformatics, of course, as we've already heard around the population health project, is a key component of life sciences. And for us, it's about bridging the gap between genomics and phenotype, using a combination of experimental and computational approaches to understand the role of the genome in behavior and appearance of an individual. An example of that is in psychology. We're working to understand how the genome acts as an agent of integration in the nervous system. It's not just about interpreting the data, it's also about finding ways to integrate data from different sources. So for example, there are project underway to combine transcriptomic and proteomic data to help, to help understand viral infection. And as I said, as there's common throughout for what we're doing, we have identified a range of programs which we hope to contribute to in terms of increasing our teaching, bringing more students to the life sciences agenda. And for example, we will have a MSc bioinformatics which will start this September.
1: Now, bioinformatics
0: clearly is a, at the heart of what we want to do, but actually it's not just about understanding the meaning of the genome and so on, it's about how to deal with the huge amounts of data that we expect to generate, and which in general has now been generated within the scientific endeavor. And we have in our school of physics the particle physics group who have been very heavily involved over the last few years in the Atlas project at the Large Hadron Collider, which of course earlier this year identified the Higgs boson and led to the award of the Nobel Prize. Now Queen Mary has one of the largest UK sites, in the Grid PP, which is actually the computer network which links together all that information coming from the Large Hadron Collider We also host uh, the High Performance Computing, which is paid for by the Midplus Consortium, and we are now a member of the IBM Strategic Partnership. And we think all of those components put us in a very good position. We are going to use the expertise and experience gained from the Large Hadron Collider project, (coughs) and the analysis of large data sets to to address problems, similar problems in life sciences. Problems in processing, mining, Combining large data sets, detailed simulation and modeling, and multivariate analysis. And again, as with uh, informatics, we're again looking to start or restart a new MSc in big data in 2015. Now, if bioinformatics and big data is at the heart of population health studies and what we hope to achieve by life sciences research, we of course, it comes as no surprise, be heavily involved in the basic science that underpins much of life sciences, particularly in the School of Biological and Chemical Sciences.
1: And essentially,
0: our work there is about the elucidation of the structure and organisation and understanding the molecular level of how life sciences operates. And clearly this kind of work will complement the work that goes on within biomedical science research within the School of Medicine and Dentistry, most particularly. So we're interested in structure and organization of macromolecules determined by a range of techniques. We're interested in the design and development of new synthetic methods for producing probes, monitors and mediators of cellular and molecular events. And not mentioned there, but we also have a newly refurbished zebrafish. And perhaps the most most significant component of our teaching endeavour around life sciences will come, as already mentioned, with the expansion of the Biomedical Sciences BSc, which will be done in collaboration again with the School of Medicine and Dentistry. So we hope to expand with the range of modules that go into that course, and the number of students who recruit to that. But we also uh, started up last September, our Biomedical Sciences programme in Nanchang, China, took on 100 students last September, and we're aiming for 250 students this coming September. So a significant component in terms of the educational piece. Very much in collaboration with SD, we hope that the uh, the link with China will expand out into research collaborations, particularly in support of their medical school research. And finally, let me just touch on bioengineering and biomaterials. These are areas that have had a long tradition at Queen Mary, a tradition of excellence, dating back about 20 or so years. Work was focused largely around biomaterials, <coughs> particularly uh, for synthetic bone and tissue replacement. But more recently, since having had the IRC, uh, more recently we now have expanded that to include aspects of medical and biological engineering. And we now have, as we mentioned earlier, the Institute for Bioengineering, which brings together people from across the faculty, from four schools in the faculty, and the School of Medicine and Dentistry. And it's this area which, if bioinformatics and big data are at the heart of the population health studies and the basic science will underpin that, this is the area where we hope to see the translation of that kind of scientific results into new devices and into commercial. And clinical use. So we imagine <clears throat> we imagine research in the area of medical devices. We already have work underway, in modular hypothesis, healthcare monitoring systems such as in-body and out-of-body mounted wireless sensors coming from the School of Electronic Engineering and Science, with their antennas group, and biosensors. And these will involve collaborations, this work will involve continued collaboration across into the School of Medicine, and particularly the Institute of Dentistry. And finally, again, we are developing new bachelor's programmes in biotechnology, and master's programmes in medical devices. So that's to give you a brief overview of some of the things that we'll be doing in and science and engineering. I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that develops. Theories today marks the launch of the Life Sciences Institute, which Matthew is about to tell us about that body will bring people together and we hope to continue to use the momentum as we go forward and hope to realize our wider ambitions